Hello, we are back with the Public Health and Urban Planning Podcast. My name is Wally Brown. I'm a Master's of Urban and Regional Planning student at PSU, or actually a dual degree student, Master's of Urban and Regional Planning and Public Health. And today, I'm here with Shiori Azumaya from the west side of Japan, the Yamaguchi Prefecture. She is the, an assistant manager within the Ministry of Internal Affairs and Communications, studying at Portland State University as a first year Masters of Urban and Regional Planning student. That's a MERP. We're in the same program, and uh, today I'm interviewing her about the intersections between public health and urban planning. Hello, Shiori. Hello. Hi. So our first question is going to be,、um, what inspired you to come to Portland from Japan? Okay.、Um, I've worked for the government for eight years, and I was in charge of revitalizing cities and small towns, villages. But I felt that I didn't have enough practical experience, and I've always been interested in.、Um, How the governments can communicate with the、um, community.、Uh, so, the Portland is well known as a great community engagement. So, that's why I, I chose Portland. Thank you, Shiori. So, next,、um, we're going to get into our interview question. In our interview question. So, the first one is going to be. How does public participation inform your practice, both as a professional in Japan and as a student here in the US?、Um, uh, from the perspective of、um, professionals,、um, I think public participation is one of the tools to make our policies valid. Uh, sometimes we find the issues that we need to address, but we don't know how to solve it.、Um, in this situation, I,、uh, I asked someone who has knowledge about this to get to the insights and use it、um, kind of testimony, as, as a testimony.、Mm-hmm. But、um, in most cases, public participation is done because it is. Demanded by the laws or regulations or something like that.、Mm-hmm. So it tends not to work well, actually.、Um, the government implements、uh, the public comment、mm-hmm. uh, to gather the people's voices, but these voices are not reflected to the policy well.、Mm. Uh, um, sometimes they are just ignored or dismissed.、Um, I also think that. And、national government officers like me are standing at very far away from the public.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I personally think we need to communicate with or reach out to them、uh, more and more. That makes sense. Thank you. So, let's see. As a student studying planning,、mm-hmm. like from what you've learned in the program, does、mm-hmm. it sound like public participation is. Like, important to planning? Yeah, absolutely. I really think so.、Um, as a just student, it's really, I mean,、uh, 
foundational, foundational and uh, very important things. But at the same time, I, I can't think of uh, it as a, a <laughs> student. Yeah. But I somehow tend to think as a public officer. So yeah. I just think it may be it may take lots of time, lots of like yeah, a lot of stuff or something like that. So maybe yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So that goes into our uh, next question. Um, are outreach and communications mm -hmm. treated as different skill sets as a public officer in Japan? Mm, I think these are treated as the same skill set in my field. Mm -hmm. uh, also, we actually already do outreach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, personally, outreach sounds more professional uh, because officers have to reach out the subject, the people who might be unwilling to be reached out. And but on the other hand, the communications sounds like including daily conversations with which aren't necessarily need, um, needed technique or skills. Um, what do you mean by that? So communication sounds more normal things mm -hmm. compared to um, outreach. Mm -hmm. Outreach is like special technique to reach other people. Yeah. So maybe I, I just guess it may need more technical knowledge or something. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Okay. We're going to do two more questions, then we'll take a small break. Mm -hmm. So the next question is, how do you or your organization professionally balance uh public engagement, like the ideal of public engagement mm -hmm. with the realities of policy implementation, like mm -hmm. the restrictions of budget or time? That's very difficult to answer it. Yeah. yeah. We are always struggling with this. I mean, um, yeah, we, I think the officers understand how the important, how uh, the community um, public engagement is important, mm -hmm. but we have limited uh, of the budget of time, especially time is the matter. So all we did is just following the procedures, including public engagement. So like we do the public comment, like thirty days. Mm -hmm. And then, mm, but we have, we also have the deadline to decide which direction we should go. So it's really difficult to reflect all of voices from public comment to um, the pub, uh, policy implementation. So yeah, I don't think we did 
who cares? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, do one more, then we'll take a then we'll take a break. Uh, do you consider public health related to your work? And if so, how? And if not, mm-hmm. why not? Okay. Um, the Ministry of Internal Affairs and Communications uh, uh, is drafts drafting plans for regional finance. Mm-hmm. Thereby ensuring that local governments can provide the public uh, services for residents. It's very broad area, like from social welfare to infrastructures. Mm-hmm. So I would say that public health as a whole uh, affects our policy, even though it's not directly related. Do you all have like a particular part of the budget that's slated for like health departments or hospital? Yeah, actually, we divide um, budget to each cities and profe- prefectures, and then it includes uh, welfare, education, infrastructure. Everything is number. Mix it up. Yeah. But we calculate how many costs for uh, welfare or how many costs it will take, it will cost for education or like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we calculate. Who determines, that's very helpful to know, mm-hmm. who determines like the, the relative value of each department? Like this department gets two. Um, mm. It's, our officials decide Ooh. how how much it will cost. Okay. Yeah, it's very not How can I say? It's so difficult to explain. No, that's okay. Yeah, but we um, we make um, the average city. Yeah. And we calculate how much. Uh, this city will cost to uh, implement the uh, public services, and then we we apply this uh, city to uh, <laughs> practical like, city, I don't know, actual cities. Okay. You know what I mean. So you you guys make you all make a model. Yeah, true. And then compare each city to the model that you've made mm-hmm. and based on, like, let's say, like, city A and city B have two different populations. Yeah, true. Okay, and everything else is the same. The city with the larger population gets more money because, okay. Yeah, so if a city has lots of elderly people, maybe we calculate differently. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it will cost a lot compared to big cities, so, yeah, it's pretty... That's really cool, that's really important. Mm -hmm. Is there, I guess, well, sorry, I'm getting interested, Mm -hmm. let's see, Um, in terms of, I'm just thinking, in terms of public health, Mm -hmm. does research, like, coming from hospitals and universities, does it inform, Um, like, what you pay for? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how 
it was calculated well, but I don't think it's not so research based. Yeah. Okay. It's like annual. No, no. It happens every year, and every year we change the numbers slightly. Okay. Yeah. And you do it for the whole country? Whole in, in Japan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We have to provide the budget to,、uh, to the every prefectures, every cities, villages, towns. Wow, thank you. Centralized planning. It's <laughs> <That's> Friday. <laughs> We're going to take a break, and after the break, we have more questions. Hello, this is、uh, Wally Brown, and we are back.、Um, I'm interviewing、uh, Yori Azumaya. From the west side of Japan, the Yamaguchi Prefecture. She's assistant manager within the Ministry of Internal Affairs and Communications, studying abroad as a first year Masters of Urban and Regional Planning student here at Portland State University. Shiori, hello. Hello. Okay, so we're going to continue our interview. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so、um, what would you consider the two most closely related disciplines to your field?、Um, my field is local autonomy. So I would say demography, demography and urban planning is,、uh, the most closely related disciplines.、Um, in Japan,、uh, Japan is now suffering from the aging. Population and population decline, so demography is very necessary to learn.、Uh, we、um, public officers have to make the policies and we have to predict what's going on like in 20 years. So, in order to understand the situation correctly, demography is、um, the best tool. So I'd pick this. And then urban planning is kind of the minimum unit of local autonomy. So it's absolutely important for our field as well. That makes sense. And I know on a more personal level, I know that you're also like taking a class in gerontology.、Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about how? Gerontology relates to the work you're doing? Okay.、Um, that class I'm taking now is called、uh, the Housing and Environment for elderly, elderly. And we are trying to make an aging lens in order to analyze some urban planning stuff、uh, through the aging lens.、Mm-hmm. And it's It's really helpful for me because I can understand what is the issues for elderly people that I actually didn't know. And this stuff is,、uh, will help me to、uh, make the policies 
which can be applied in real society. That makes sense. Thank you, Shirley. So let's see. Uh, do you consider, with that, well, I guess that segues. Let's see. Um, do you consider interdisciplinary approaches uh, necessary or at least desirable to practitioners in your field? Yes, I think interdisciplinary approaches are absolutely necessary as because the issues that have arisen are getting more complex, uh, making it difficult to solve from, from the one perspective. Especially in my field, local autonomy and local governments that provides huge, range, huge ranges of public services, like from agriculture to infrastructures, education mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, interdisciplinary approaches are essential. For instance, uh, if you think of the financial difficulty of the local governments, like financial bankrupt, you need to think of the way to reduce the expenditure of yes. the local government. And maybe there are many ways to do that, uh, like promoting, uh, no. Uh, like scale down to the infrastructures or public infrastructure maintenance or promoting the healthcare. So if you have interdisciplinary ideas, you may be able to handle or manage these issues plus solutions in the same at the same time. Okay. And with that being said, let's see. Um, would you let's see if you were to make a suggestion mm-hmm. to people entering your field, like specifically training to come into your field? Um, what advice would you give towards like developing an interdisciplinary lens early on? Mm. Like, I guess, would you <clears throat> let's see, I guess, like, the, I'm seeing like maybe two ideals. Mm-hmm. One is we have like deep generalists. Mm. It's like people within your field are educated in what your field does and they're specialized to do budgeting, Mm. but they can understand the terms used by a lot of other fields. Mm. Or like they study budgeting very diligently and another field very diligently. So they have maybe like two fields that they know a lot about Mm. like have one person who's really developed at budgeting and agriculture yeah so they know like the agricultural market very well Mm. how do you i guess like where where do you sit on those scales like do you want to become like more of like someone who knows generally about a lot of different fields Mm. or really deeply about like one or two fields mm, that's difficult actually my field is itself is very broad and general so I feel like just learning about local autonomy is uh, not good mm. I I wanted to learn another 
field. That's why I'm coming here and studying urban planning. So yeah, it's my field is kind of um, unusual. Yeah. So maybe I would say the latter one you said would be better. Like a deep, like kind of like a. Yeah. So learning the public policies in deep. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, learning another field as well. Okay. Mm. And my last question on this is, I guess, how do you strike that balance? Because your field is inherently mm-hmm. very general, but so in some some would argue so is urban planning. Mm-hmm. Like there's like the it's from like gerontology to real estate development mm. to equity and community participation to transportation so how do you how do you find direction between your two very general fields or widely very broad fields that's very difficult (laughs) I'm sorry but yeah I think you know um, the knowledge well, one person is really limited, so yeah. maybe conversation, communicating with others, will yeah. be the solution. Yeah. Okay. And here comes our last question. How do you measure outcomes within your field in terms of project, in terms of uh, project analysis? and public engagement? I think it really depends on the issues okay. that you're addressing. But in general, I think you need to set the key performance impact divided by output and outcome. Okay. Output is what we did, actually. Um, the outcome is the, me- the impact, what we did made or what we, what we did caused to the society. Mm-hmm. So sometimes um, public officers make them uh, mix them up, which leads to lots of confusion in the public uh, in the society. So we need to divide uh, both of them and consider. And I think outcome is much important than output. Wow, thanks. I have one last question for you. How would you measure equity in Yamaguchi? (laughs) 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 Equity. Is it more like in a Japanese context? Is it more geographic? Is it more like age-based? Like, what kind of indicators would you look at? I know from a from an American perspective, I know equity due to our history, mm-hmm. our history of like segregation and racial stratification. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, I think of race. We think of uh, maybe gender, like hiring statistics, income stratification. Mm-hmm. And we have a rural-urban divide, so it's like how close you are to a city mm-hmm. may depend may determine how much public investment you're able to benefit from. Mm-hmm. 
So how would you how would you measure? Mm-hmm. What are some metrics for okay. equity? I think the con um, Japan doesn't have a huge difference in terms of the income. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, compared to the U.S. Yeah. And in terms of the countryside, like my hometown Yamaguchi. Um, we are focusing on age rather than income levels or other things, and we actually focus more focus on the difference between city side and countryside. So, uh, lots of workforce are going to the city side. So. In countryside, there are not so many younger generation that re- reduce the uh, local tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tax. Which piece. is yeah, tax. Yeah. So we actually compared from compared the cities to countryside, and we try to balance them. Maybe that's because. I am the national government officer, so I try to see, look at the Japan as a whole. That's really difficult. I've never thought about my hometown. <laughs> yeah. But maybe the age is the uh, biggest component and biggest things but we have to think, consider. Thank you. Thank you. This was Shiori Azumaya. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much.